welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. Without further ado, enjoy the program. Get ready. Plan to join with the community and enjoy all of the fun and excitement in beautiful downtown Monta Vista from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. or maybe even later. This downtown street party is hosted by the Optimistic Citizens Action Network. Bring the children for bounce houses, hallway escape room, games, face painting, and of course, local business specials and deals and craft vendors. Treat yourself to awesome food. DJ Pete, Big Sexy, will have you dancing in the streets. New this year, the grand music finale is in the evening with Moonshadow Marauders and Mariachi San Luis. Listen as event organizers discuss some of what's planned for this lively and vibrant one-day event. In this podcast, you'll hear some behind-the-scenes discussions on who the optimistics are, what they've done, and of course, even more about Cinco de Mayo, as well how the optimistics is connecting people and creating community, and how you can become a part of this grassroots nonprofit celebrating and enhancing our vibrant and diverse city of Monta Vista. Come join us for all the fun and frivolity as we elevate Monta Vista and the entire San Luis Valley. The beautiful and historic town of Monta Vista, Colorado, nestled on the western side of the vast San Luis Valley, is on the move. New and exciting things are taking place all over town. One such event, now in its third year, is Monta Vista's Cinco de Mayo Street Festival. To find out more about this exciting downtown event and the dynamic nonprofit organization behind it all, we got together with some of the event organizers and one very special sponsor. That organization is the Optimistics Citizens Action Network. Joining us in the studio, Treasurer Dustin Sigety, Secretary, and no stranger to a microphone, Roy Aiken, and Community Officer for the Lore Foundation, Yvette Atencio. Welcome to SL Voices, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Let's get your stories first, and Yvette, we'll start with you. Where are you originally from, and how did you end up in the San Luis Valley? Um, I was just dropped off by a bird somehow. A sandhill crane, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I was born in Texas, but I was raised here in the San Luis Valley. Went to school here, graduated high school here, just worked in Monte Vista and Alamosa my whole life. And so just always have had this personal mission of trying to help people. So that's always stuck with me. So I've always been in some type of human services field. Do you have any particular hobbies or special interests outside of what you do? I do. I like to read mystery books, crime, and I like to craft. And I like to take road trips and travel. Any particular destination or are you one of those, let's just go and see where we end up? I'm just one of those, let's just go and see where we end up. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Dustin, how about you? Where are you originally from? How did you end up here? I was born in Colorado Springs and bounced around the front range growing up. Grew up in Denver, went to school at Colorado College. Finally ended up here when I found a suitable partner who was willing to make the trek out. This is a little remote from Colorado Springs, isn't it? It is. It's a long way, but it's really not too bad of a drive. So we still feel connected to our families, but the difference in uh, life satisfaction is night and day. I could never have pictured myself getting involved in a community organization like this one in large, faceless city, but it's been amazing seeing the effect this sort of thing can have in a smaller, more connected community. What about particular hobbies or special interests? I'm like a vet, like to travel wherever I can get away with going. We're pretty mobile. Back in 2018, my wife and I quit our real jobs to start working remotely and figuring out creative ways of funding ourselves before it was cool. 
having that freedom helped in getting us out of the city and down where I wanted to be. It also helps us travel. Bookkeeping is a big part of paying the bills, hence uh, my position as a treasurer with Optimistics. I grew up with cameras and the imaging lifestyle my whole life, uh, as my dad continues to work with that industry. Mm -hmm. And I've always been pretty fascinated by it. Also, ultimately, I consider myself a writer, but that's the least visible of what I do. Roy, how about you, sir? Where are you from originally? How did you end up here? Well, originally, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. It's where I was raised and educated. I had the very good fortune to be uh, guilted into attending a party one night where a young woman from Alabama joining the Navy was, and we just uh, really hit it off and decided to get married. Wow. Yeah, and she extricated me from South Carolina, and we went to live in Illinois, Florida, Alaska, Japan, not necessarily in that order. Oh, yes, daughter was born in California. Then we ended up at her last duty station. Cynthia's last duty station was at the Air Force Academy, where she worked for Dodmerb, where they review all the medical stuff for people getting into uh, the academies. They do that at the Air Force Academy. I got into my public speaking career by accident at the Anchorage Church of Christ in Alaska. They had me read the announcements, and all the old people in back liked the way they could hear me enunciate, so it was like, Aiken, you got the job. (laughs) It was like that every Sunday. And then uh, when we uh, ended up in Colorado Springs, uh, I ended up doing stuff for the 10th Air Wing. And I used to do their ceremonies and so on. Had a lot of fun doing that. When our children graduated from high school, we realized that uh, Colorado Springs was too expensive and crime-ridden for us to live in. So like a lot of urban refugees, we ended up looking around the state. And it turns out Monte Vista had the best place for us. There was a house. We just called it Big Pink right away, and we loved it. So we ended up moving in there, and then we just kind of hung out. And I don't know how it is we got together, but of course, my first gig here was the St. Patrick's Day Parade in 2021. Boy, it seems crazy how all that came together because things were still pretty locked down then. Mm-hmm. I announced a parade, which was the first parade I announced, and man, I was hooked. I had to do the Christmas parades after that. So thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for letting me do those Christmas parades. That's why you're the official announcer for the Optimist. That's why I'm announcer guy. I can do all the voices. Well, you have some radio background too, don't you? I was a couple of months at WUSC, Columbia, FM. Used to do night shift there, but uh, it didn't last very long because it was just too long a drive for me. Any hobbies or special interests? No real hobbies. I uh, like to write. I do have a couple of books published. I'm still working on my third in the trilogy that I have a lot of angry people uh, waiting for me to finish. Yes, I have an Amazon page. Look up Elroy Aiken. And I got a couple of blogs, Blustery Shovel and Rockin' Roy's Raging Romance. Oh, yes, I'm the third guitar on the worship team at the Valley Church of the Nazarene. Boy, you are busy. Where do you have time for the optimistics? Well, you just make time. If it means something to you, you will make the time. That's the truth. And by the way, for all those who are interested in more background on the optimistics and what they've already accomplished, you can check out their previous podcast. It was put out in July 2022. Available, of course, on the SL Voices website, plus three dozen other podcast platforms. It'll give you kind of a background of some of the things they've done so far. This is the third year that the Optimistics have hosted a Cinco de Mayo street festival in Monte Vista. And to give a little history as to the start of the festival, we reached out to President Emeritus Ken Hamco, who was one of the co-founders of the group and was a major player in the organization in their first year's event. Ken, what can you tell me about the first Cinco de Mayo? Why did it happen in the first place? Well, I can tell you that it's kind of connected. It's all connected. 
because the optimistics were formed for several different reasons. Mm -hmm. One of those reasons was to bring the community together. One of the reasons was to get things done without as much red tape. And the other one was to try and bring the community together. As we started taking a look at a couple things, one, how to bring the community together, and two, how to make a little money for the uh, optimistics, because obviously, you know, you have to have some money to move along and move forward. Right. If you take a look at Monta Vista's community, we have a huge Hispanic community, and it just seemed like it would be the right thing to do to put something together like that. We had talked about all kinds of street festivals. We talked about blocking off Adam Street and having things going every weekend. And that could be in the future as, you know, something that happens. Mm -hmm. It was really to begin to bring the community together. You see all the other events where everybody comes out to that, the Potato Festival and the Crane Festival and things like that. So we wanted to add another event and of course, we wanted to keep it downtown because that's where all the businesses are. And that's where we wanted the people to enjoy their time with the restaurants and the shops and that kind of thing. That's kind of fundamentally how it all started. We started talking about it. Do you remember standing on the street at any point during that first year? What was your thought? What went through your mind looking to see all of it actually happening? The first thing is that it was much more successful than I thought it was going to be. Being the first one, being that we didn't have a whole lot of finance behind us to push the event and to get the word out to everybody, we must have done something right because looking down the street and just looking at all the people that were walking up and down Adams Street and stopping at the booths and going into the restaurants and everything, it was a really nice feeling to see that happen in downtown Monta Vista. I would agree with that. As I recall, conservative estimates, somewhere around 1,000 people on the street throughout the day. 800 to 1,000, yeah. It's difficult because obviously people come and go, but we did have a lot of people stick around for the whole time. And I walked up and down that street and some people were there just enjoying the entire day, which was nice. But yeah, it was, it was a great crowd. It really was. All right, well, we appreciate that update, Ken. What is planned for this year's street festival? Oh man, this is going to be huge. Finally, we have got a mariachi band, and they are the best. Well-known, Mariachi San Luis is coming. Yes. And you have an opening act for that, too, Moonshadow Marauders. Moonshadow Marauders is a local group, one of the names very well-known here in San Luis Valley, Jenny Mansfield Peel, part of the Ancient Valley Open Mic Series. Yeah, she does it like a TV series. She calls it a different season, yeah. They'll be opening up, and then, of course, uh, Mariachi San Luis will wrap up the evening. A lot else going on, too. Keep in mind, two blocks of Adams Street getting shut down. The 100 and 200 block, along with about a block's worth of 2nd Avenue from the intersection to the alleyways on both sides. Of course, there'll be food vendors. There will be beer. You've got lots of local craft vendors coming, too, right? Too big for one block. And, of course, the local businesses, too. They'll be open on Adams Street on 2nd, so feel free to stop in there. Now, the whole soup of the cranes thing is going on as well. You'll be able to walk down 1st Avenue, Main Street. I call it 160, but it's also known as 1st Avenue. But I think most people just call it 160. Over there, they're on Adams Street, too. Very unique thing that the Chamber puts on every year. So many local artists have contributed and done just amazing cranes this year. You can look for the Optimistics crane out front of the Rainbow Zen thrift store. That's right. Now, right next to one of our other projects, which are the metal artistic bike racks that have been sponsored by local businesses and produced by local artists. Yvette, I want to ask you about this. How does the Lore Foundation factor into all of this? 
So Lore is actually sponsoring the musical entertainment for Cinco de Mayo Street Fest this year. And I was really super excited. I was approached by Optimistics and also just really excited that we're able to sponsor this event. I think this is a huge event for our community as it really encompasses the cultural aspect of our Hispanic Latino community here in Monte Vista. And so I think it's awesome that we have this and I really hope people come out and participate, enjoy, listen to music, shop around get some to eat, grab a drink, you know, I'll be there as well, have my own little booth there and trying to solicit ideas from our local community members as to how we can improve livability here in Monte Vista. So I I really just want to encourage everybody to come out and enjoy the event and mingle and get to know everybody that helped put this event together. Rumor has it you might even be on stage too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't have any musical talents. Well, well, we'll see what happens. After. Take it to the beer garden. <laughs> we'll fill you full of talent. Liquid courage, is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> Dutch courage is the usual saying for it. So it'll be multicultural there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for those that don't know, the Lore Foundation has done some wonderful things here in Monte Vista. There's a lot of other neat things planned. Again, another rumor I even heard. There may be another podcast series coming up soon featuring you and what all is going on in the community. So we're looking forward to hearing that. Yes, I'm excited to and just give some updates as to what kind of projects we've sponsored and funded and really just trying to get my feet on the ground and seeing where I can help out. And hopefully we can make a really big difference and leave an impact on our community as well. I'd say you've already done so. You've done a wonderful job at it. We look forward to hearing Thank you. more about what you're doing too. So, Optimistics, what else is going on or planned for this year? You guys got a Vibe thing? What's Vibe all about? Very important business engagement. Okay. It's a great opportunity for local businesses to network, pick up some good information. Uh, We've got a speaker lined up each month, the first Friday uh, at noon, so you can hop over on your lunch break. The list of speakers is on the Optimistics webpage. That's optimistics.org. Click on the link for Vibe, and at the bottom of the page, yes, all the speakers who have spoken and who are coming up for the first half of this year are all listed on there. That's O-P-T-I-M-Y-S-T-I-C-S dot org. And it's happening the first Friday of every month at 12 p.m. And they're meeting at various locations around the Monta Vista area, encouraging people to come out and support local businesses as well. Very neat thing. You mentioned, Dustin, the Monta Vista Bike Rack Project, now going into its second year. We've been soliciting local businesses to sponsor equally local artists to create these works of metal sculpture that provide a functional way of making the town more accessible to folks from longer distances. Well, it's a flat town. It just makes sense. It's bicycle friendly. That's something I considered when moving here. Well, this is making it that much easier, isn't it? Giving a place for you to secure your bike while you're shopping downtown or wherever you might be in Mount Vista. Connecting people and creating community. There you go. You're heading up the Dragon Main Block Party, too. This is a new event coming up this year. And as I understand it, you're cooperating with several other nonprofits, too, to pull this whole thing off. Well, that's the great thing about the Optimistics. We just started doing stuff. When I came on, uh, we started doing St. Patrick's Day. We just had to do something, and we were very fortunate given the weather out here. That's why we yes. never attempted it again. That was God giving us a break, and we're not messing with God. Seriously. 
We started doing stuff like St. Patrick's Day, and then we did Senko, and Senko was huge. It was beyond anything we ever expected. I remember standing out there and just looking at this, and it's like, we did this. Look, as you and Cynthia and I were all standing there at the end of the street yeah. going, holy cow, what happened? What have we done? I know. <laughs> there were people everywhere. And you're right, we were really coming out of 2000, all the whole COVID thing. And one thing that sticks out in my mind, it was about two weeks before the event. I looked down at my phone, and it's the Colorado Department of Public Health calling. And I thought, oh no. Ruff roll. Fortunately, all they wanted to do was know if they could bring the vaccine bust. And we're like, you know what? We got a perfect spot for you. Park it over there. That's right. Right north of the event, right across the street. They were super happy with it. And the cool thing was, Optimistics actually got recognition at the state level from Governor Polis over that thing. And that's what I'm getting back to is we got recognition, not just from the governor, but from all over the valley. People wanted to work with us. That's awesome. That's huge. Kind of put you on the map, right? It really did. We didn't mean to. We just wanted to have a nice party, you know, and a parade and, you know, a car show. Hey, beer garden. But family friendly. That's another thing I want to stress. We do family friendly, wholesome events. Absolutely. So there's one coming up. Again, it's Dragon Main. It's a block party. There is more information on the website there, too, as this continues to develop over the next few weeks, because obviously Cinco was the big focus right now, trying to get this done. But at the same time, some of the initial planning has already begun for the Dragon Main block party. There's going to be a day cruise, I believe, up to Creed, and then it'll come back. There's going to be a car show in the afternoon. All the different cars can be seen downtown on Adams Street, as well there will be vendors, a beer garden, live music again. Old Scratch is coming to play for that one. It's going to be another exciting thing. The Optimistics, you've been part of the RERC Steering Committee as well. That's the Recreation Economy for Rural Communities. And event, if I'm not mistaken, you've been a part of this too. Can you tell me about this particular thing? This is exciting for Monta Vista. It is exciting. This is the first time I've ever been involved with something like this. It's nice to be able to not just learn, but listen to our community and see everybody work together, trying to do something good for our town. And so it's just really how do we get more recreational activities in Monte Vista and also have an impact on our economy. And so we had a three-day workshop that was really fun and engaging. To be honest, it's a lot of work. After it was all said and done, I was like, wow, this was a lot more work than I anticipated, but it's worth it, I feel, because hopefully something great will come out of this for all of us here. Absolutely. Well, we had alphabet agencies from all over the state and even at the federal level here for three days. Did you do the bus tour? I did. One of the things that stuck out with me was just so cool was, of course, this is right before the big crane festival here in Monta Vista. And we went down south to the wildlife refuge. Susan Bouchane, who was the wildlife manager, was talking about how in the late morning, early afternoon, the cranes kind of loaf, I think is the word. Right. Well, we pulled up and everything but loaf is what they did. It was like they knew we got there. Poof, off they took. They started dancing in the fields. And of course, all these people who've never seen the cranes before from agencies around the state are all out there with their phones just taking pictures and the cranes. It's like they knew they were on display for them. Just a phenomenal sight to see. It was fun. It was really fun. I really enjoyed the tour. And like you said, I think it was nice for everybody to experience the Sand Hill cranes. And I think for us locals, sometimes we may take that for granted. But it really is beautiful out there, and it's cool to see the cranes doing their thing out there, you know. What impressed me is, I noticed in the presentations of the following couple of days, they actually included crane pictures in there. They understood, these people visiting, what an impact and what an important part and asset of our town this whole thing is. Right, yeah. 
Coming up as well, your third annual Beer Fest and Car Show, tentatively scheduled for August 19th. Again, Chapman Park. Live music, of course. You guys co-op with the Poor Boy Car Club out of center, which makes it kind of a really, again, a unique event because it's a cooperative effort. Looking way down the road late this year, maybe some cooperative effort coming up with the Halloween Festival. As I recall, several nonprofits got together last year to do that. And you know, estimates were somewhere between two and 3,000 people on the streets over the four hours that it ran. So, incredible thing. I'm expecting our events this year to be even bigger and probably keep growing as the years go on. We're hoping to continue, again, connecting people and creating community like our slogan is. Very good. A reminder, all the contact information will be on this podcast webpage. So if you're driving or out and about and don't have a chance uh, to catch this, you can go to the webpage and find out how to reach out to the optimistics, find out such things as their mission and vision. And let me ask you about that. What this means to you. From your website, your mission and vision says the Optimistics Citizens Action Network, organized to support groups, individuals, and businesses to foster economic development through social and cultural events and other activities. We endeavor to assist in the revitalization of the Monte Vista Business District in order to create vibrant public spaces, resulting in an improved local economy, a thriving and sustainable quality of life, and a diverse and positive regional and community image. Roy, what does that mean to you? It means we got to get busy. But we've been busy. I mean, there is a lot to do. It's one thing to say, we're going to build a community. Well, no, you have to get out there. you got to meet people. you got to talk to people. you got to get along with people. Right. And make yeah. things happen. And uh, yes, you got to take some meetings and make some phone calls and do this, do that, drive here, drive there. And eventually it does happen. Again, I'm still looking back at that first Cinco we did. And we just looked at all those vendors and all those happy people. People were just so happy. Someone was doing something. And, you know, come on, come on out, do a little shopping, eat a little food. Can I ask you all a question? Sure. So after your first Cinco de Mayo Street Fest, how did you feel afterward? Like, what did that mean to you all? Well, first, we were tired. I don't mean to be smart. But still, we looked at, yeah, we were just astonished at what we did. I guess the moral lesson we want to take home here is whoever you are, whatever you do. I mean, I'm just a guy who speaks into a microphone. Just come step on up. Our optimistics meetings are generally open for the most part. Just come and uh, just sit in. And uh, if all you do is just help carry some tables and chairs, actually, we need people to definitely do that. Lots of people to carry tables and chairs. Anything else? I mean, you'll be amazed what you can contribute. You'll be amazed at what you can do. We didn't think we would be this big. We figured some people would come. Goodness, I mean, it was a city within the city out there. It was Times Square on Adams Street. I actually sat down the next couple of days and wrote about this and turned it into a blog. And I was in awe of the whole thing, of being able to pull it off. The very few people that were actually at the core of the group at that time, so again, three years ago. But the other thing was the support that we got from the city, our police department, public works, involved behind the scenes that made this thing happen. The second thing was just the thankfulness that came over me, that so many had come together to make this thing happen. Well, I just want to say thank you to Optimistics. I think everything that Optimistics is doing is great, and it's bringing our little town to life, and we need activities and events like this. So yeah, I really just hope people come out, appreciate, take advantage, and enjoy everything that Optimistics is doing for Monte Vista. And have fun at Cinco. I mean, that's yeah. what, it's a street festival. Have a good time, enjoy yourself, and just take it all in. 
My first Cinco was actually last year, and that was the first event that I participated in with the Optimistics. First, I was blown away by the quality of the organization and seeing, yeah, how much fun people have had. The other folks have already pretty well covered that, but I wanted to add that I was even personally inspired. My wife is a photographer and visual artist, and we used to do art shows, that sort of thing. And setting up for Cinco, it reminded me of how cool that community is and seeing how easy it is to get stuff done when you just do it. That got us back, really kicked back into the, the artist working atmosphere, which circles around to the mission statement as well and what that means to me. It's not that things are a lot of work and need to be taken care of by some sort of government entity. And I think a lot of people have a skewed perspective on both of those axes. And it's really easy, like I said, in the, in the faceless city to assume that someone else needs to be doing this. Or in smaller locations, feeling like there's no hope because it's too much for us. But when you get a few folks together that just get out and take care of it themselves, then amazing things happen. I was just thinking while we were talking about the events here, mm -hmm. one thing that Optimistics gets into and what we started doing was we just want to revitalize Adam Street, make it look better, slap a coat of paint on some of these buildings, and we got them lighted up. That was a huge accomplishment there. Once you start doing things, you forget how That's much true. you've done, which is kind of a, it's a joyous thing when you think back on it. But again, we've got to get busy and there's still so much more to do. But as we go forward and we, oh my gosh, we got to do this, we got to do that, we have to remember we've done it before. We have been here before. Yes, it's going to be bigger and it's going to be more challenging, but bigger and more challenging is what we're after. What well, kind of brings me around to the next question, any specific needs? I mean, obviously, you can always use more volunteers at the events. Always. People to help out. But beyond that, you are an official 501c3 nonprofit organization, correct? That is correct. So you are obviously looking for donations, too, to help with the project that you're working on, such as the bike rack project or the revitalizing. And these are tax-deductible donations, correct? That's correct. Yes, no one's getting paid here. Well, at the end of the day, an event is not exactly cheap to pull off, either. No, we got to rent that stage. Well, the musicians, it's a craft. They need to get paid. Yes, exactly. They're not working for exposure here. We're not those kind of no, people. No, absolutely not. That's why we're glad to have the Laura Foundation as our music sponsor this year, which is sort of a new concept for us. And I wanted to add for any potential sponsors or potential volunteers that we're very flexible and open to new ideas. So... If you have specific ideas for how you'd like to work with us, either fiscally or... Or physically. Fiscally or physically, yes. We're open to it. Come by to the meetings. Anyone can come and get involved. We're about community. If you're about community, you're our friend. That's how the whole bike rack project started in the first place. Two local ladies came to a meeting and said, you know, this would be a neat idea. Shout out to Laura. That's right. Laura Conchellis and Jenny Nearing brought the idea forward, and it took several months to get anything moving. But last year, there were four racks installed. There are three already completed. There's a whole slew of them already on the plate to be sponsored and built this year, too. And as I'm sure a lot of you may know, sadly, we lost artist John Patterson last year. He was the gentleman who had initiated the project with us, but we've got two and possibly three other artistic welders who are going to step up this year and continue on moving his project forward. I think we ought to do something for John Patterson, some kind of memorial, because he did so much metal work around this city. I mean, he did Cooper the Whooper out in front of Safeway. That's right. That if you see nice. some metal work around here, John Patterson probably did it. He probably did. Amazing artist. Where do you all meet, and how do people find out more about your organization? We've been meeting at uh, Nino's. We've been trying to meet at Rain Brews. We're eagerly anticipating their reopening. 
We have met at other places, the bowling alley. We've had vibe meetings, some very good vibe meetings at the bowling alley. Typical meetings are second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. Except for next month, which will be every Tuesday because we got Cinco coming up. Yeah, yeah, that happens the last month before any event. It's every week to make sure everything is getting done. Are there any specific requirements for people to become a party organization? Just enough enthusiasm to come. Be optimistic. Be optimistic. Yes, you're right. Well, yeah, just have a good attitude, a good can-do attitude. One of the reasons Optimistic was started was because we were getting sick of hearing, you can't do this, you can't do that, we've never done this, or we've done this and it was never successful, and we're just kind of going about with the attitude, well, it's easier to uh, ask forgiveness and permission. But fortunately, we've had the city behind us, the city of Monte Vista, shout out to Gigi, city manager. God bless you all, all of you guys. It could not have happened without the support of the city. They are heroes. And it's not just us. They do this for one quick example that comes off the top of my head is the Third Friday Art Walks. They're down helping those people out too. Anything that's happening around town, you can reach out to these people, get together, talk, discuss what you need, and they're going to work with you. All of them doing just an amazing job. What do you guys see in the future for the Optimistics? We hope to make uh, Cinco de Mayo a nice Monte Vista tradition. Mm-hmm. People will come here because they like the way Monte Vista celebrates. I think five years ago, no one could have predicted the Optimistics as they are now, so it's hard to say where we're going to go in the future. Mm-hmm. A lot will depend on who gets involved and what sort of unexpected new ideas will pique our interest. Yeah, like Roy said, just continuing to improve the community at every opportunity we find. A reminder, too, all the contact information, meeting times, everything will be on this podcast webpage. So if you missed any of that, you can drop by the page at slvoices.com and find out all about that. Final summary, Cinco de Mayo, the street festival here. Again, this is year three. What an amazing lineup of things it looks like you all have. Of course, it'll be a DJ during the day. Pete Garcia's coming back. He's done a really good job the last couple of years. Tried and true. And then, of course, live music to wrap up the evening. Great food, drink, kids' crafts, activities. Local organizations are involved, too. The local businesses will be open downtown. You may not even know all the businesses that are actually here on Adams Street that are open. I intend to be promoting businesses while I'm up on stage. Anybody that's having a sale or anything going on, hey, people can put down their stuff and uh, go check you out, and I will announce it right from that stage. Very good. Street's getting shut down at 9, festivities open officially at 11, and targeting to go till 8 o'clock at evening, and with the last three, three and a half hours, live music. Can't wait to see people dancing in the streets. That's the objective. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, and yeah, I think it's just great, and I hope everybody comes out, and it's for everybody, so that's what it's all about, building community and including everyone's. It's going to be great. Anything else you'd like to mention, Mr. Dustin? I think that about covers it. All right, Roy? Moan down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the Cinco de Mayo 2023 Street Festival, taking place Friday, May 5th, in beautiful and historic downtown Monta Vista. The streets will be shut down. The festival will be going all day long. Local craft vendors, food trucks, a beer garden, local organizations on hand. Lots of exciting things planned throughout the festival. Of course, live music, face painting, bounce houses, kids' crafts activities, great food and drink. You're right, Gosher Sausage. Go Chris. We so appreciate him coming down. But you know, he's not the only one. Suavecito Grill is going to be there. Chef Charles is going to be there. Angelica's Dreamsicles is going to be there. Just to mention some of the food vendors. All the local legends You're making me hungry already. It could be yours too. Just come on down. Almost three dozen local vendors have already signed up. And again, as we record this, it's still the middle of March. 
The optimistics remain deeply indebted and very thankful to all the wonderful sponsors too. You know, at the end of the day, the group puts a lot of work and effort into doing this, but if it wasn't for the sponsors, it would be almost impossible to make this happen. Top of the list, the Lore Foundation, the official music sponsor of this year's Cinco de Mayo event. Also, some wonderful people, local organizations throwing in, such as the Monte Vista Co-op, San Luis Valley Rural Electric Cooperative, Cielo Internet Services, the Monte Vista Golf Course, donating a couple of golf carts for the event. Wonderful thing. Waste Management of Monte Vista, helping us with the trash services. Rocky Mountain Memorabilia, Lynn Bogle over there in Alamosa, donating the plaques this year for the car judging. The City of Monte Vista, and of course that's the police department, the city itself, Public Works, all throwing in to help out. 96.5 The Fox FM, Bob Richards, always does something every year. Even the local paper, the Monte Vista Journal, gets involved and helps promote the event. So it's just so neat to see so many groups coming together and so many other businesses and organizations helping out. Of course, there are still sponsorship opportunities available. If you're interested, like to help, please reach out to the Optimistics and let them know. Of course, they have a Facebook too. They're on Instagram. Of course, you can email them. And they do have a YouTube channel. Go watch our Vibe meetings. Yes, the Vibe meetings are up on the YouTube channel. So if you don't know what's going on, you can go watch and see. Yes, Yvette, yours is up there too. Any final comments, anybody? Get ready to boogie and come down to Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) Very good. Wrap it up the evening with live music. Again, sponsored by the Lore Foundation. Moon Channel Marauders and Mariachi San Luis will be playing. It's Cinco de Mayo 2023. It'll be a street festival. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. For more information on the Optimistics Citizens Action Network, especially how to be a part of this exciting group of local people, visit Optimistics.org. That's O-P-T-I-M-Y-S-T-I-C-S dot org. Click on the Cinco de Mayo Street Festival link. Are you a vendor or want to enter a vehicle? Click on the banner on the homepage. If you'd like your business or organization to get in on all the promotions and be a sponsor, just use the contact information on the webpage or call Adam at 719-239-1811 or Mark Renshaw at 719-850-3311. The Optimistics work diligently to make sure all sponsors are recognized and promoted across a wide variety of advertising media. Our sponsors make this all possible for the Optimistics can and for Monta Vista. All of their contact information and more is available on this podcast webpage as well. The Optimistics meet on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. Vibe, or Very Important Business Engagement, a place for business networking, is the first Friday of every month. Check out their Facebook pages for more information. We hope to see you there. We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, the most listings in the Valley. You can help spread the word too by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our post on other social media outlets. Also, check out our Instagram page for occasional behind-the-scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your family, friends, and neighbors. We all love this area, want to see it flourish, and you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production.